0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. I'm also the author of the book, How to Manage Your Home, without losing your mind. And that book is available wherever books are sold um in whatever format you like to have books. There is an audiobook version so you can listen to me read the book for 6 hours while you clean anyway or drive or whatever. Um today I am talking about going or working with and against natural tendencies. Um And this is podcast number 129. And I am basing this on a question from one of you. But before I get to that, let me tell you about this episode's sponsor. This episode's sponsor is PrepDish.com. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. They plan healthy meals and every week they send you a shopping list and a plan for prepping those meals ahead of time. The chopping, the marinades, etc. So on the night that you eat the meals, you can get them on the table quickly and with minimal effort. Each week you get a paleo plan, which in my mind, until I heard it said out loud was a paleo plan, but whatever. A gluten-free plan and a plan designed to only require one hour of prep ahead time. Allison, the founder is offering listeners of a slob comes clean. That's you a free two week trial. So you can try it out. Check out prepdish.com com slash a slob comes clean. That's all lowercase and all together to access this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. So like I said, we're talking about fighting or working with and working against natural tendencies. Can you tell how I already had that um, title planned out? Anyway, So if you would like to get the show notes for this podcast, just go to aslobkemsclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Um, you can also sign up there to get a special email, um, that will, you'll get an email specifically every time a new podcast comes out. And the beauty of that is one thing for one thing, you know, that there's a podcast out, even though if you're subscribed on, um, whatever iTunes and all that, which is very helpful to me. Um, then you will get the new podcast, but that way you have the show notes just sitting right there in your inbox and you don't have to go looking for them. So, and that has all the links of things that I mentioned. Okay. So this is one twenty nine, working with and against natural tendencies. This is based on a question that I actually just got on a post. This is April and of 2017 and <laughs> Oh, April of 2017 means I have a daughter with a birthday. And this is her friend party year. I do friend parties every other year. This is something my mom did and I just kind of took it on and oh boy, it's great. Um two things that it does for me. For one thing, um well, I guess it's good and bad, but it's probably mostly good. My kids are all two years apart. And so I have a year where I have three birthday parties. And then I have a year where I have no birthday parties. And I'm thankful for both of those years when it's a no birthday party year, you know, um, now as they get older, things will change because they'll arrange their own kinds of things. That's what I did when I was a kid. But when they were little, we started when they were three and started having, you know, big friend parties, every other year. So it's really nice on the off years, but I'll just be honest. It's really nice on the on years too, because, (laughs) um, I'm writing a book right now. Y'all, what am I thinking? Anyway, it's the last two months of school, which is crazy talk time. I mean, for real anyway, but I'm writing a book and, um, honestly, if it was not the party year, I might come up with some excuse to float it, as they say in the middle, if you watch that show. anyway, They're always floating. Oh, let's float your birthday till next year. And they're like we've floated it the last three years. That would totally be me. I would be the person who'd be like, you know what, honey, we'll just have one next year. I'm so sorry. I can't do it this year. Um, so it kind of forces me to do that. It helps with my time passage awareness disorder, which I have a podcast on, um, which I call T-pad, which is that I don't really notice time passing. And all of a sudden I go, oh, how long has it been since that happened? Anyway, so that, um, this is my party year. Well, a couple of years ago, it was either two or four. We know that because I do this every other year. Um, I had done a series of posts. I'm thinking it was four years ago, a series of posts of getting my house ready for my daughter's birthday. So it was like disaster recovery. Life was crazy. Cause it's always crazy at this time of year. And I was getting the house together so that I could have her birthday party. Um, anyway, and in that, so I went through the different series. I will, I mean the different days of what I did each day. And I will link to that in the show notes for this podcast, but to let you know, someone was reading the day four, which is the day where I went back through and, um, you know, made sure everything other than vacuuming was done so that I would just have to vacuum. And then anyway, um, I also have a Podcast and posts called How to Clean a Messy House and Get It Ready for Guests. I also actually have an ebook, 14 Days to Opening Your Front Door to Guests. So um, the podcast obviously is free. So you can go listen to that. The post is free. There's a checklist that you can get for free. Um, But those things are there because that's kind of my overall plan. Well, this was a time of me working through going from, oh my goodness, life is crazy. How did this happen again? To being ready to have guests over. Okay. So this is the comment that I got. And it was a very, very sweet comment. I won't read the very beginning part, but I'll let you know that this person is a big fan and, or if she says that please know that I'm a big fan. Okay, fine. I'll read it all. Um, Dana, I'm a little curious about something. Please know I'm a big fan. I bought and listened to the audiobook and made my husband listen to quite a bit of it too. Great idea, ladies have so far read about one and a half years of the blog in reverse order, which I explain how to do that on the blog, if you ever want to do that, and have applied a lot of your techniques and mindsets to my own life. So please understand this question is not meant in a critical spirit. What do you think causes, for example, the dining table to go from the pretty clean after picture on day one, remember, this is day four, where she's commenting, to the very cluttered before picture on day four. Is there anything, any behaviors or habits in the three days in between that could have prevented that? I'm still in the beginning stages of decluttering and feeling a little hopeless that any lasting change could ever happen. I'm a true slob and I want to believe that I could one day behave in such a way that I would not have to constantly declutter those kinds of basic living areas. Closets Closets and storage, sure. I doubt those will ever be perfectly maintained but I hope to be able to keep the dining table and kitchen counters, etc., free of clutter. So seeing that you had to do the table again within 72 hours deflated me a bit. Maybe I haven't read enough of your blog yet and you've talked about it before. So just point me in that direction. Anyway. Okay. So that's what I'm going to talk about because this is a completely legitimate question. And yet another example of how, um, i um am so not perfect, and I never will be um and, and, and let me just say you know i have have I said this before y'all, I've done like what hundred and something podcasts, and who knows what I've said before, but um it, y'all know normal friend, right? Have you guys watched the videos and stuff with normal friend, who is a great friend and is lovely and wonderful, but um one time we were talking, and she was like, Oh, I haven't read, read your blog in a while. this is a long time ago, and she was like, "I just I got really frustrated because I was like, wait, didn't you already do that spot? And then it was cluttered again. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I realized, okay, that right there is the difference. That's the difference between honestly, what I thought was going to happen, and then what has happened in reality. Like I've been talking about this Stupid stop. It's, kids don't say stupid. Okay, but it really it's a frustratingly obnoxious slob problem. For the last almost eight years, y'all. I mean, my daughter's 11. I started when she was three. You know, and, and I'm, I've been talking about this. I've been focusing on it. My goodness, it is my job. That's to talk about it. And the reality is that the cure is not magical. And it's probably never going, well, it's not, I've just realized it's not going to go away at some point. It's just not. Um, and there's good in that. And there's bad in that. The bad in that is, oh my word, what's the point? The good in that is not, not that it's good that it will never go away, but there's good in it for me coming to this point where I realized, okay, I am going to always struggle. I am always, always. Now this was what one and a half years in, when was this post posted? Let me look. I know, right? I should know these things. Um, okay. It was 2013. So it was, it was four years ago, right at four years ago. Um, you know, so I, I get it. And I get that it's frustrating because it's frustrating to me too. But when I really started making progress was when I realized, oh, this is how my brain works, good or bad, whether or not I go back and analyze, was I knocked over the head at some point in some part, certain part of my head and that caused this issue? I mean, whatever whatever the reason that this is my how my brain works, which I have talked before is directly related to the creative brain as well. But whether or not, you know, whatever the reason, this is my reality. Okay, this is it. And so, yes, this is always going to be a struggle. The bad part of that is oh well, but the good part is, okay, then let me just figure out what does work. Okay, because I have natural tendencies I have to figure out ways to function within those natural tendencies. Does it mean that I've in some ways given up on the idea that someday I'll never have to declutter this space again? Yeah, pretty much. But I have found over time ways to make it better and better and better. Part of that's mindset, but part of that is strategy. So I'm going to talk about the strategies, okay? the more often, number one strategy, which is an idea or a concept, whatever, the more often a surface is clear, the more often it's clear. (laughs) I know, right? Um, Okay. So the more often a space is cleared off, the more likely it is to stay clear. Okay. It doesn't mean that it stays clear, but what I'm talking about is this strange phenomenon where I don't see a mess as it's happening, I see, oh my word, that looks so good. And I see that is so overwhelming. I am going to have to wait until I have a million hours to devote to it. Messy. Okay. I don't see the incremental mess. All right. So either it gets super messy and it stays that way for a long time, or if it's clear, then for a strange reason, I am able to see one thing on it. But when it gets to be six or seven things, then it's like, it becomes invisible to me. So the more often a space is clear, the more often it stays clear, the more likely it is to stay clear. It's this strange phenomenon, but it's not a phenomenon that I can just rest on or count on because it doesn't naturally happen. Okay. So what do I have to do? Um, okay. And here, here's this whole issue of, wanting to give up. Okay. I got had a great um, conversation with somebody who um, has read the blog a lot, lot, lot. And anyway, she was talking about, you know, um, how much the podcast on um, random intentionality, that's one of the podcasts. I hope I remember to link to it. I'll, if I forget to link to something, always email me and I'll send you the link or you can search it at the top of my site. But random intentionality, how that podcast really helps her and how she got kind of down last week when I talked about, unfortunately, the four basic habits are not technically cleaning. And so if you want to have a clean house without cleaning, it doesn't mean you don't do anything. It means you have to do the four basic habits, which is really stinky. I get it. Okay. But she was saying that, that podcast was like one of those times where she's like, okay. And I feel like I mean, I don't want to read anything in that isn't there, but I feel like that is kind of that same deflated feeling that this comment was sharing. And I get that deflated feeling that seriously, like really this is what I have to do, or this is how it's going to naturally default for the rest of my life. Now, another thing too, is to know that this is all my journey and it may be different for you. Maybe you will get to the point where it becomes an automatic habit and it doesn't happen to you again and again and again. And that I am so thrilled for you if that happens. And if it, the the way that's going to happen for you is if you, go ahead and start practicing these habits and then see if that happens but if you keep practicing these habits and yet let it go for a little while and it goes straight back to your default of not even seeing all these issues then that's where you have um you know me to know that you're not alone okay um but here's here's the thing about random intentionality that um we were talking about about that podcast is be purposeful when purposefulness happens. Okay. So, you know, that's one of those. It's that mindset of I shouldn't have to do this. It shouldn't be this hard. I shouldn't consistently have to do disaster recovery on such and such space. Okay, you're right. Maybe you shouldn't. I know that was a phrase that I used to say and mutter to myself, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't have all these dishes in the sink every single morning. Well, guess what? That got me. Um, nothing like absolutely nothing ha- helped. It did not help me in any way for me to continually be frustrated about what I should and shouldn't have happening. Instead, what happened, what helped was when I was purposeful and said, okay, it shouldn't be this way, but it is this way. And so I'm going to deal with it. Okay. So when purposefulness happens, do that. Okay. Instead of waiting for one day to be cured of whatever natural tendency that I have, which I have a million not great ones, instead of waiting to be cured for that. And just for me, it helps me just to go, you know what? I wish it wasn't this way, but it is. And so I'm just going to do it. Okay. And just to go with that. So go ahead and be purposeful when the purposefulness happens, which means when your sloth vision clears, deal with it. Okay. The daily habits are for the purpose of combating sloth vision, which we're going to talk about which one of those makes the biggest dif- difference in this specific situation here. Um, and, you know, and just fight the urge to give up because this keeps on happening. Um, okay. So one of my natural tendencies, um, is that flat surfaces collect stuff with zero knowledge that I'm putting stuff on them. Um, I talked about this in last week's podcast. Things just leave my hand and go onto a flat surface and I don't even realize it's happening. It is not a purposeful, where am I going to set this piece of junk mail? I am going to put this on the dining. No, it just happens. Like I don't even realize that it happened. What? I put that there? That's the kind of stuff that's how I wished habits, cleaning good habits were gonna end up being. They're not. Um, but that is my reality. So what um what are some things that you can do? Well, <laughs> you can get rid of the flat surfaces, um, which isn't realistic and practical most of the time, but sometimes it is. I mean, I got rid of that bench that I had put in so many different places in my house and everywhere I put it. I mean, even though it was as cute as it could be everywhere I put it, it was just a clutter magnet. Okay. And I eventually got rid of it. And guess what? We don't have piles of paper and random odds and ends by the back door anymore. Why? Because we don't have a flat surface back there to put piles of paper and random odds and ends on. We just don't. And so that did it. You know, I've, I've told the story before about my mom had a friend who had a house with a, like a kitchen. I think they call it a peninsula sometimes where it's not technically an Island set apart on its own, but it sticks out. And it was just constantly a huge mess. Cause people just randomly sat there. She had a contractor come in and cut the thing out, like cut it out, just completely removed it. And guess what? Nobody put their papers there anymore. It, it, that is an option. If it's not an option for you to have it cut out of the entire house, is there something else completely that you could do with that? Could you put something on it purposefully that prevents people from being able to like, for me, it might need to be some sort of barbed wire. I'm just kidding. Um, but (laughs) that's the way I feel. Um, but you know, is there something that you could do with that space that wouldn't other things to do is saying, okay, the container concept has helped me. I'm talking as me now, not hypothetically, the container concept has helped me a lot with, um, the, with paper. Okay. Now you notice if anybody ever asked me about paper, I'm like, I don't want to talk about paper. I don't talk about paper but it is better. It's way better than it used to be. And part of that is the container having a container where my papers naturally end up. And, you know, it's a plastic tub, one of those smaller, not shoebox size, but a little kind of paper sized plastic tubs that just goes there. You know, can you put something like that there where you put papers anyway? And a lot of times for me, because it's official and it's a container, I'm so much less likely to go ahead and put down, um, the ads and the random flyers that came in the mailbox as well. Cause I'm like, well, that stuff doesn't deserve to go in the container. Okay. But it also helps me. It's easily movable if I need to. And it helps me see visibly that things are getting out of control, but it's also not one big, huge spread all over the table. Okay. So putting those types of things into place, but most of all over everything else is the five minute pickup. Um, so basically the question was, is there a way to prevent that? So let's talk about the specific situation that we were in on this. This was day four of the, um, day four of getting ready for my daughter's birthday party, going from crazy talk house to having things under control again. Okay. So I'm looking into, let's see. So I had cleared off the dining room table for day on the day one, and now it's day four. So three days later, and it has on there, let's see, what am I seeing? I'm seeing a container of icing, which I'm assuming is from making the cake. I'm seeing two to three shopping bags. Okay. It looks mostly like party decorations, a couple of school papers, some popcorn, maybe, um, here. Oh, I have it listed. It was party supplies plus noodles. That's what it was. Not popcorn plus hubby's coat, plus my new welcome mat plus clothes that had been dry since Monday. Okay. So there's randomness that got put on there. Um, that's great. Um, but frustrating, obviously that, um, you know, three days later and the table is back to being cluttered. Now, was it as like we talked about in the whole visibility rule podcast and how that builds over time? Was it as frustrating as day one? No. It, oh, the welcome mat was actually on the floor. Just so you know, cause I know I thought that was gross too, if it was on the table, but anyway, now I see it in the picture. Um, but if on day one was the, okay, I got to get this thing cleared off. And there was a collection of who knows how long worth of randomness. This was only three days worth of randomness. So it took a very little amount of time. Let's see. Did I put, I'm sorry, y'all. I think I was putting, oh, that's the one where I didn't put how long it took me to clear it off. Oh, well, anyway, That was, um, that was the reality for me. Okay. Was that over three days, it had collected stuff again. What would prevent that? A five minute pickup. Okay. Five minute pickups are like magic. I don't claim a lot of things to be like magic in this home cleaning, organizing, decluttering thing, but five minute pickups are magic. We, um, did two of them yesterday because I needed to catch up because it's been crazy. And so we did two and I had told my husband, I said, Hey, um, cause I had to stay at church working on Easter stuff. I said, Hey, can you have the kids go ahead and finish? Like actually do the full on to the end pickup. I said, we've already done two five minute pickups. Well, I get home and he was like, no, anyway, they hadn't done one, but I looked around. And I was like, Oh, actually, two five minute pickups and we're pretty much good. And the house before that had felt like it was crazy and out of control. So it's the five minute pickup is shockingly effective. Now the five minute pickup, the way that we do it now is generally I stay in the kitchen. Like I work in the kitchen and I can usually get it out of crazy pants in five minutes. Okay. And if I'm finished the kitchen, then I head onto the dining room table because one of the problems with the dining room table is it does end up with some, you know, quote unquote, important stuff in there. And so I'm the one who has to, a lot of times be the one to make those decisions about it because the kids, I don't know, do we need this? Do we not need this? Whatever. They don't really talk like that, but in my memory, they do. Anyway. So five minute pickups really are magic. If And and here's part of the problem is on these days where I'm so hyper focused, the five, the, the four day, whatever, you know, between day one and four of total house recovery from craziness. um, As I'm in those times, a lot of times I'm like, well, I'm focused on big stuff. I don't have time for daily stuff. And so I skip things like the five minute pickup. Well, what would have kept the table from getting to that point? A five minute pickup. That's what it is. A five minute pickup every day will prevent that. But if you tell yourself, I'm going to start doing five minute pickups. And then a week goes by and you're like, Oh wait, I was going to start doing five minute, five minute pickups. The beauty of a five minute pickup is it's still magical, even if it's random. And whenever you think about it and you haven't done one in two weeks, I If you've never tried one, make today the day. I'm telling you, take a picture, set the timer for five minutes and then work and then take another picture. And it's shocking. It is shocking what to me still, what I, what can be done in five minutes. Okay. And that is that daily putting back of things. Am I ever going to not, am I, am I ever going to get to a point where I never lay stuff down on the dining room table? I'm going to never say never because you know, that's what the songs tell you, but probably never. I will probably never come to a point where I just absolutely never put something down without thinking about it. But as long as I can keep up with five minute pickups it's amazing the difference that happens. Okay. So the natural tendency is to, to just for, you know, clutter to build little daily stuff to just kind of build up. The way I combat that is with five minute pickups, not at a, at a designated time of the day, but whenever I happen to think about it. Okay. remember because if I did a designated time of the day and I forgot it for three days, then I'm like, what's the point? And I give up, So I have to say, anytime I think of it, I'm doing a five minute pickup. That's that random intentionality. Five minutes of intentionality has a huge impact on the house. And so I say, okay, I'm over. I'm set the timer for five minutes I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And I'm always shocked at the impact that it has. Sometimes I go longer, but I never, and I'm telling you, I don't do the whole five minute pickup as a way to trick myself into doing 15 minutes. Like I am seriously only doing five minutes unless it is some random crazy reason why I keep going because I don't like being tricked. And if I have, if my way of dealing with my brain is to trick myself, um, it's never going to work. It's never going to be sustainable because I don't like being tricked and I get mad at whoever tricks me. And, um, I can also get mad at myself. So anyway. Okay. So let's see five minutes, five minute pickups are magic the more they happen the bigger the impact but even when they don't happen they still have magical impact. Okay. So the question was Let me go back and read that so that we can discuss it. The question was Oh, I thought I had it. Never mind. Was basically how to prevent that from happening. How do you prevent it with a 5-minute pickup? Okay? Um and adjusting your thought processes that at some point you're going to be cured and this is never going to happen again. I feel like I make more progress when I just say, you know what, my natural tendency is this. And so what I have to do to keep that from happening is five minute pickups instead of saying, okay, some at someday, someday, this isn't going to happen to me anymore because then it does happen. And I feel like I failed and I'm more and more frustrated where when I say, well, this is just how it goes in my house. Things randomly end up in random places. Then I go, but I know the cure for that. And there's just a whole different mental way of looking at that. Okay. I hope that helps you. Um, I completely understand if it makes you think, okay, yeah, I didn't know that's what I was getting into when I started listening to this podcast, because I was thinking who in the world would have a podcast about cleaning and organizing when she's obviously not the greatest at it anyway, but go read my book. Um, All right. So I am going to let you guys go. Uh, don't forget if you would like to be a patron of the show, I would love to have you those at the $5 a month level. And that patron means you are just contributing to what goes on around here. Um, but one of the perks for the $5 a month level people is, um, a private Facebook group. It's secret. Okay. And it's lovely and I love the people in there and they are so supportive of one another. So anyway, if you are a patron and you are not in that group yet, please email me at aslobcomesclean at gmail dot com and I will um will figure out how to get you in there because you have received an invitation if you have filled out the form. But if you don't know what I'm talking about with the form, go look at patreon.com slash the comes clean, sign in, you'll see it. But if you can't see it, just send me an email and we'll get this figured out. Okay. All right. Um, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.